feeling it. Let's do it. Moose crossings, red hot dogs, missing persons in salty bugs. Up to camp with Stephen King. River curses, Wesley sings. Homegrown horror. Hello. Hello. And welcome to Homegrown Horror. It's my it is time for another self-indulgent birthday bonus. This uh, this year, so this is on top of the additional bonus episode that we give in the month of May and June. So do not fret; there will be another bonus episode as well. I forget what we're watching. I don't think I've decided because I've changed my mind like 17 times. You'll find out when it comes out. You'll find out when it comes out, but you better be looking (laughs) forward to it because we love doing these. And this is extra self-indulgent. We watched two movies. We watched Alien and Aliens. Aliens. Which I would like to just give a fun fact that... I created the self-indulgent birthday bonuses with the caveat that it has to be within the seven degrees of Maine. Mm-hmm. I did that so we could watch Aliens. Yes. And then you chose Berserk. Yes. <laughs> this is well established within our canon. Uh, I decided to pull a fast one on B and said, JK, we're not watching uh, one movie. We're watching three, three. very violent anime movies. Yeah. Which were excellent. I think they you were turned excellent. on to Berserk. I, You're I, still reading yes. the series. I am. Slowly, very slowly, slowly these days. Slowly but surely. Because my life is just very... This time of year... I say every time of year is busy, but specifically this time of year is just like... No bueno. No worries. And I mean, uh, considering how slowly the end of the series is coming out, you got, got plenty time. of time. you got plenty of time. It's yeah. no biggie. No rush. Uh, I've been following along with the the new chapters as they've been released as yeah. quickly as I can get them. Um, but, you know, I think it's, I guess it's coming to a close really soon. That's what yeah. it seems like. Anyway, this is not about Berserk. No, but this is about, the, I mean, it's wrapped up. Do you think Ridley Scott's going to do any more? I don't think Does he he's... have any plans to do more? You know, after how badly the last one did, Alien uh, Covenant, I don't think there's going to be any more. Uh, I don't know. Look, I'll acknowledge this from the top. Yeah, we're talking about only the first two Alien movies because we don't have enough time to do six. Nope. But also, I like these two the most. I've, I uh, haven't seen... I've watched all of the movies at least once. Mm-hmm. I've seen Prometheus probably like three times. I've seen Alien Covenant one and a half times. That's how mad I, like I was the second seen, time. You've seen Prometheus three times, but you conveniently forgot about the sex scene. I did. <laughs> Super convenient, because I, I mentioned it while we were watching. about that. Because yeah. <laughs> my, my experience with the Alien series has mostly just been with Chris Stuckman, mm-hmm. um, who is one of my favorite... Like, I watched almost every single review that he came out with, like, in the, like, 26, period of 2016 to, like, 2018. And he did a bunch of stuff on the Alien films and Prometheus. Mm. So that's really, that and also I've seen a couple scenes, I think, because there were, I was like, is this, is this the one where she does X or, like, does this? Right. And you were like, 
No, that's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> um, which was, I believe, because I watched that, like, 100 scariest movie moments, and that was on there. I think you pro. Oh, I think I remember that exact video you're talking about. And, like, I think there were t- at least two alien movies that were stuck in there. Yes. So there's probably that kind of, like, connection of. You kept saying throughout the first one. You get away from her, you bitch. bitch. And I'm like, then to myself, that's definitely in the next one. <laughs> yeah. Like, but uh, it, was, it was all fun. I it's like okay. that you were into it because this is such a I enjoyed a fucking myself. Treat. I was so happy that you'd never seen these as well, other than like clips and just yeah. like, commentary online. But uh, that's I, I, I think that's awesome because you're coming into it with like more context, I think, than most people get. And that's the thing that I feel like people would get put off a lot by, by the Alien franchise, is that there's so much goddamn lore. There's a lot. Yeah. But that I like things that, I like things that I can just like then throw on a two hour video that does a deeper dive. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love that shit. It's really cool. And I mean like. There's a lot of cool things about this movie. We're not going to be able to cover all of them because there are literal documentaries made about this fucking movie. (laughs) I will say, I think these movies look great despite their age. Not just, I don't want to, I don't know how to word this properly because I'm like, they look really good. (laughs) They do. They're fantastic. And I got to say, like, in this age where every movie that we see is like, some movies are just 100% CGI. Yeah. That's mind-blowing. That's really fucking cool to me that we can just go ahead and create and amazing digital art to just create movies that look, like, seamless. Because you and I grew up with Disney films, and we understand, like... And also, you were, like, early introduced to, like, Ghibli films, right? Mm-hmm. So you've seen, like, how aged animation kind of looks at times yes and it's like yeah no it's not that seamless and when everything is digital it's kind of impressive but also at the same time you're watching this and it's like i don't feel really connected to uh, for me personally i don't really feel connected to the story when everything is cgi i'm also gonna throw it out there that number one i've never watched lord of the rings any of them all the way through. Really? Number one. Number two is... I, I think a, we got next year's episode. No! <laughs> I was a Tumblr girly back in the day. Okay? Oh. And if you don't think, I fucking cackled my head off at the stupid gift set of Benedict Cumberbuttoms, <laughs> like, <laughs> pretending to be Smaug, just like... <sighs> Like oh yeah, yeah. When, on the he's, floor. when he's got the uh, ping pong balls on his face. Yeah, yeah, I'm just sort of like, oh yes, this is definitely it's what people. Mo-cap. This is what people go to fucking like Juilliard for. I heard <laughs> that uh, you know Sir Ian McKellen. Yeah. Uh, cried on set when he was like with all the uh, CGI like background in the Hobbit series, yeah. and he was just like, "This is not what I signed up for." for. Which is sad, yeah, because it's like, yeah, this is doesn't seem fulfilling. Because even, like, for example, like, I think voice acting can be different. I think these days voice acting is hard because most people are recording from the comfort of their home. Yeah. But I've seen behind the scenes where people would go in in groups. 
right. and recording groups. So I think that there's that where you're still interacting with people. But as somebody who like, I went to school and I got a theater degree, like I ended up coming out on the costumes end, but I have acted before in quite a few different capacities. And I can't imagine, <laughs> I can't imagine just like, not being able to connect with a human because that's sort of like the joy of acting. Yeah, it you is know? because it's like it's, not saying anything bad about. It's action reaction is what yeah. you're there for, and when you're not in the same room as the other person, it's hard to be able to get a genuine reaction or action from somebody mm-hmm. that doesn't feel stilted because it's like okay, and you have to end on this note so they can react in that way and then feed off of it. And, like, you create this cycle of reactions that doesn't seem that genuine. It's like, so during some of the dialogue in the first Alien movie, there was a lot of chatter over everybody. Oh, my God, I love the chatter. Everybody was talking over each other. It was was interesting. It's like, it almost feels like, it feels like a real conversation. Yes. To actually, like, see, oh, yeah, everyone's just talking over to each other. And that's how they would react in sort of this life-threatening situation. Yeah. Like, I was like, I've... This this feels so natural, um, and I I really like I like the dialogue. I love how it kind of starts. I always I love things where it's like it's a it starts as an ensemble piece and then it slowly whittles down. Mm-hmm. There's something about that that I just it's chef's kiss for <laughs> some reason. When it's done really really well, there's something about it because there are sometimes. Where it's kind of rote. I guess a good another good example of this would be either The Thing or um, Cabin in the Woods. Mm. Is one that I think of that I kind of like how they do it. Yeah. But... Cabin in the Woods is great because it's just pointing out all the horror tropes that I exist since ever. And it's like such a fucking funny movie. I just love it so much. Another one I think Descent is kind of the same way. Mm-hmm. Just ones that I think that the like they kind of start as like you have more characters, but this one I feel like everyone's more fleshed out than what you typically get. Yeah, everybody has a solid backstory, and so we can just dive in a little bit to talk about the the cast here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had it. Where did you go? There it is. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just reading this in order. Um, what's really cool is that. So the film starts off like opening into space. Where else? Space, the and, coolest place. And we start under the Nostromo, uh, or actually in front of the Nostromo, which is a uh, sort of like um, hauling vessel that's carrying about twenty million tons of ore, nondescript ore, mm-hmm. and is Whatever heading is. heading back to Earth. I will say, like the graph, like. I think in this movie in particular, there really wasn't anything that I thought looked super goofy. No. The second one, there was a little bit more that I was like, could see like, is that bad CG? Um, but the this second one... movie felt, okay, this is just the flavors mm-hmm. that I'm feeling. We got survival horror in the first. Yes. The second one is an action horror. Yeah. Because it's like the characters start to feel a little bit more... Um, superior to like a normal person in a way like they start becoming elevated in a way that's unique and I think and I think that's partly like Ripley's character development having faced the 
xenomorph previously. Yes. So, like, she's maybe coming in with experience there. But it, it did feel like an action movie. But also, that's very much directly tied to, you know, the directors, I feel like. Yes. Um, and we will get to that part. We'll so get to that this part. One, the first one, which we are talking about now, yeah. is a, uh, Ridley, Ridley Scott. Scott. Ridley Scott, he's sort of like the main guy behind everything. And I know he cares deeply about this work in particular. He spent a lot of time carefully, like, choosing the cast and, like, um, going after, like, a perfect person for the artwork. It was, I think... Uh, Scott saw past work from H.R. Giger and Nostromo 4, like some of the artwork they designed there, and decided, oh, he's fucking perfect. And it's called Nostromo? Yeah. So that's like a... Or, uh, hold on, it's called Nostromo? Nos... Yeah. I have Giger uh, hit hit up here. Sorry. It's Necronom. Necronom. Sorry. Sorry, Giger nerds. I apologize. Yeah, so Necronom, nineteen seventy six, is a little art piece that he created. Just look at it. I've seen this before. Yeah, Yeah. so it's um, I mean, it's a penis alien, basically. Yeah, like, but it looks almost exactly like the xenomorph, like in pretty much every way. It looks the back, the ribs, the head. The tail, the penis tail, a little bit different. Uh, but anyway, this guy likes penises. So. No, I had no idea. I had no idea. No idea. So, yeah, this was like um, the art style that he was already doing was sort of what inspired everything about the xenomorph that we see on screen. And then also a huge part of the set design that you see that exists the set, throughout the series. The set design is great. Like, yeah. I. I was really impressed. I feel like it's a very well realized concept, and I pre- and I think you can te- you can tell at least in the first one. The second one, I do think it it carries over very well, even though it's in someone else's hands. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so well realized, and you can just feel the love. Yeah, yeah. In, in- there was a lot of care put into the movie, like. The ambient, okay, we'll, we'll get into yeah, all of it, so. but we're opening up. We see the Nostromo. I really do like the look of it, as you say. It doesn't feel corny. The Nostromo doesn't look like a typical spaceship in any respect. Yeah. Uh, it's got like four different towers or something that's on a base, and it's like floating through space, and it's obviously a miniature. This movie mm-hmm. makes use of miniatures quite a bit when we're talking about like them trying to create scope. It's kind of hard to get a grasp of how big the Nostromo is as it's floating in space, though, because it's like, am I really close? Am I far away? I don't really know. Uh, You get a better scope of its size, I think, when Ripley escapes from the ship. Yes. Which I think is kind of like a little bit of an interesting perspective to be like, oh, yeah, that was a lot of space to deal with. Uh, A $42 million vessel, as uh, the people over at the Wayland Corporation reminded us in 57 years from now. Mm -hmm. So we start in... So this film takes place apparently in 2122, something around there, um, which is interesting to like just get timing-wise. So I guess human civilization has advanced so far to be able to comfortably do these long-haul missions. But they haven't come up with any, like, hyperspace, you know? Nope. There's no ludicrous speed on this vessel. No, it's just we're going at the speed we're going. And we're going to take a big nap and then hopefully wake up on the other side. I, no. 
I don't know, man. I don't know if I trust this. <laughs> These guys have to perfected cryo sleep. And as we're going into the cryo pods, we're introduced to parts of the crew. Uh, I don't think the captain is there. Uh, actually, no, he was there. Mm-hmm. So we're introduced to the crew here. So we have Tom Skerritt as Captain Dallas, the captain of the Nostromo. Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Louise Ripley. Yeah. She is the warrant officer aboard the Nostromo, mm-hmm. which is interesting, which is why she like seems to dictate policy so that often. That makes a lot of yeah. sense. Yeah. So she's kind of like a stick in the mud, I guess. <laughs> but I love... I, and I'm going to say this now because I'll probably forget, <clears throat> but the thing that I love about Ripley is... She follows protocol when necessary, and she breaks the rules when necessary. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Continue. So what's interesting about um, uh, Sigourney, she was doing Broadway before this film. And this oh. was like her first like film debut or like big film that For she real? got to take part of. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, then we have Veronica Cartwright as Lambert, the Nostromo's navigator. Cartwright um, apparently did have previous experience in horror movies. Uh, very young. She was in uh, The Birds. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And she was also in Invasion of the Body Snatchers. So two like old Ooh. classics that she was in. Uh, and yeah. a decent bit of time in between those. Um, so really cool. Then we have Harry Dean Stanton as Brett, the engineering technician. Um, you know, he's kind of, he's not really an outspoken character, but he sort of adds more flavor to the crew. He likes to wear Hawaiian shirts, as we see. Big affinity for that. And also chain smoking. And chain smoking. (laughs) And then we have John Hurt as Kane, the executive officer. That would be like first mate, Mm -hmm. suppose. Ian Holm. (laughs) I'll just say this because it was funny. Um, I thought... For a moment, because I didn't like know the actor that played Ash. The Ian Holm plays Ash, the ship's science officer. Um, <laughs> I thought he was Tony Shalhoub. For a not, hot moment, he is not. He is Tony not Shalhoub. Tony Shalhoub. And I was like, oh, I got this in the bag. Oh wait, I never did the Seven Degrees of Maine. No, you didn't. We'll just save it for the hold end. Hold on, hold on, no, no, no. Okay, okay. We'll get through the cast and then I can <laughs> add it there. Um, and then we have Yafet Koto as Parker, the chief engineer. Uh, I really liked Parker as a character. He's great. He was awesome. He was super badass. I'm not too. gonna. Lie. Most of these characters, I was pretty pissy when we had to say goodbye to them. Everybody was well like, fleshed out, except Ash. Well, we weren't pissy about Ash. No, I was not pissy <laughs> we about Ash. We were not Ash. pissy about Ash. Ash can suck some rotten eggs. Uh, and did you know that they put a man inside of the Xenomorph suit? <laughs> That's That doesn't surprise me. So we had uh, Bolaji Badejo as the alien. Mm-hmm. He's uh, from Nigeria. He's a 26-year-old design student. He was How discovered do you get into that? He was discovered in a bar by a member of the cast team. Uh, and then put them in touch with Scott because they believed he'd probably be a good fit for the alien because he was six foot ten. Jesus Christ. They needed a big dude to fit into that costume because the alien is fucking huge. Uh, And you realize, oh yeah, that is a six foot ten dude just in there. (laughs) Oh my God. 
that's the cast. Um, it's a uh, everybody's coming in with pretty good experience. It seems like, um, like people that have worked in film. You know, I mean Tom Skerritt, Jesus Christ. And then we got, um, and then I mean, like Sigourney Weaver has done. Weaver <laughs> has done an amazing job as Ripley. Like really oh, crushes so... it. But everyone's giving these titles, and I really feel like that alone flushes them out a bit as characters. Like, who am I? What do I care about? You know, what do like, I do? What motivations? Are, what are, yeah. Why am I here? What am I? Yeah. So, what are your seven degrees? <laughs> so my seven degrees. So, Alien. Yep. Is a movie in a series that encompasses many films. The sixth film is Alien Covenant. Mm -hmm. That's our first degree. So we're just going from Alien, Alien Covenant. Covenant. Yep. In Alien Covenant, we have Amy Sametz. Uh huh. She plays a role in there. Did you know that Amy Sametz. Okay, wait. So I'm on Covenant, Amy Sametz. Yeah. Amy Sametz plays a role in Pet Cemetery. 2019. Okay. That cemetery takes place in Maine. Four degrees. Congratulations. I did it. I did it. It was pretty easy. So proud of you. It's a big cast. Like someone has yeah. to be like tied to something related <laughs> Somebody. to Maine. Somebody. Yeah, I wasn't really worried about the. No. You know, it's like once you get into it, you, yeah, you're after... kind of like, actually, this is pretty easy. Because I was like, oh my God, Tony fucking Shalhoub and Jackson was like, I need to double check and make sure that's it. Well, because I looked, started looking at his face more and I'm like, and then I started thinking about his age now and then what he would look like at this point. And I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. something's off. It's either my math is off or I have the wrong guy. So we're woken up. Uh, well, actually, before the unfreezing scene, we get a long shot of the corridor mm-hmm. of the Nostromo, how empty the bridge is. And we get a shot. And that's like, this is such a good tone setter. Because all you get is the hum of the ship. The ambient noise is amazing. I love a good sound design. And this had amazing sound design. Like all the chairs had little like hums as they're kind of like moving around. The ship is humming. When we're in the engine room of the ship, you said it sounds like a heartbeat. And it, it is. It does sound like a heartbeat. and It's very intentional. It's yes. the heart of the ship right there. It's also where we end up seeing a lot of the alien. There's no music in this, is there? No, there's some music. There's some. It was so negligible, though. The music, like, like didn't... It, I think it does it. I think that can also be a good sound the... design where it's yeah. just sort of like, it doesn't detract from what you're... Well, that's the thing, is, like, the music almost feels like it's part of the sound design itself because it had that, like, those, like, light tones of, like, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. just kind of like cascading off into nothing and like very like low tones overall it wasn't like sharp in any instance yeah it ties in very well with the diegetic sound which i really appreciate what's the diegetic sound so, <laughs> hello i'm going to i'm going to teach you something professor b is here so diegetic sound is within the world and within the, like, it's, it's natural sound. Yeah. So that would be, like, the hum of the ship. Non-diegetic sound is your soundtrack. Yeah. Your, um, your score. And so... So our diegetic sound is the washing machine yes. in the basement. Correct. Or people walking up the stairs next to us. Yes. And our non-diegetic sound would be when I add, like, the game show music. There we go. Or the theme song. There we go. Yeah. 
that so, I've learned something today and the listeners have as well. Yeah, this is what I went to <laughs> this is what I went to school for. <laughs> <laughs> um okay, so let's get into it. Um okay, so also apparently just another fun factoid that I <laughs> this was shot over 14 weeks. Okay. It's a very short amount of time for this ambitious of a film. Oh my god. Yeah. It came out really well for such a time. I'm sure that everybody in, in it was like fucking exhausted. Yeah. Well, it's actually interesting watching this like, I don't know, the fucking millionth time. But, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I love this movie. I was thinking of watching it again the other day. Because like, also, Jackson went out and bought the I- sixth movie... I got really lucky and I found the six movie like Blu-ray box set over at Bull Moose. It's like and 26 bucks. It's 26 bucks. And it comes with like director's cuts versions and enhanced editions. And I'm just happy as a clam. And honestly, subtitles were also good. <laughs> subtitles were really good. Yeah. And the, they did the layering really well. Like when everyone's talking over each other, it was uh, pretty good. Because we're, t- we're fucking deaf people. We're old, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yes. Let's get into this because I know, like, time time wise, we've been just, I've been just talking about the fucking how good this movie is. Um, so we get the long shot. We see the, uh, the, the ship computer awaken. Mother. Um, mother. Well, the, the, in the, the front. We do get a shot, I think, yeah. later of mother as well. Uh, but the ship crew gets woken up. They're trying to figure out what's happening. They start eating breakfast because they're all feeling like they're about to go to Earth. The only reason that they would be up is because they're going back home and the ship has woken them up to start like the process of docking and getting the ore off the ship. Mm-hmm. That's what logically they would assume. So they start eating breakfast. They do their thing. No one's really talking about like, well, they're talking about their shares and what they'll like go do with them uh it's really cool you know they're they're just having like a casual conversation they're all seem like happy to be rid of each other as well you know they're kind of like ribbing each other a bit and that's what i really like they're very comfortable with each other they're also very happy to be like i can't wait to get the fuck off this ship (laughs) um they get to the front they get to the helm they start going through the initial process of trying to get docked and all that Lambert goes ahead and pulls up the coordinates and says, where's Earth? Kane says, you should know. (laughs) I feel like like that's just a great way of being like, she's in charge of navigation. Yeah. Without saying like something like, oh, you're the navigator. Yes. (laughs) Just dumb shit like that. It's just like, let them do their jobs. We'll figure it out. (laughs) It's like in character. It's like, you should know. It's like, like, you should know. You should know. Um, But also, again, that ribbing, you know, I... It's good. I like it. I like it a lot. (laughs) Also, gotta say, the fucking computers are really fun. Like, I love this, like, old school interface. You see this in Star Wars, There's a fucking program at work that I use that the interface is exactly like Mother. Oh, my God. Is it just, like, some analog shit? Really? It, like, it's exactly like Mother? Yes. It's, they've used it for 25 years. Oh, my God. It's, like... From the time. Okay. Yes. Holy crap. Yep. Yes. Wow. Um, yeah. Yes. Upgrade that shit. That's not, that's probably not good. <laughs> or maybe it's really secure. That's the thing I hear about old systems. Like Department of Defense still uses analog computers 
because they drives, can't be hacked. But it fucking drives me up a wall, though, because it's the... Well, it fucking locks me out constantly. I bet. <laughs> and I'm just like, I've actually... There have been multiple times where, like, the same guy will pick up when I call IT, and I'm like, hi, it's Brittany again. I'm locked. <laughs> Please help me. Help me. <laughs> so, yeah, the, I think everything is very believable. Mm-hmm. Um... It was. It is very believable. It's really cool. Um, so Lambert soon discovers that Earth is nowhere to be found around them, yep. and they're all confused. So they yep. need an explanation. The captain breaks it down and says, "Mother has instructed us to go check out a beacon, a distress beacon, or some beacon um, located on a nearby like planetoid." It's mm-hmm. kind of like an asteroid, but it's not like not shifting around as much. It's mm-hmm. just kind of sitting dead uh, in the middle of space. Um, uh, they keep referencing Mother, which is, I guess, the main supercomputer within the ship that kind of is in charge of like everything, all the internal processing of this this ship. Um, it's also directly tied to all the information that is available to the crew. And also to, I guess, the larger corporation. The ship is owned by Wayland Utani, which we see their little yo- logo in the beginning of their Yogo. Uh, yogo. I can't fucking talk. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Everyone knows what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> so they look. You'll see their little yogo, and uh, it shows up on the ship computers. That's got the W and the Y in the middle. Um, so fun fact. More fun facts. <laughs> so really, Scott also directed Blade, Blade Runner. Runner big corporation within the Blade Runner universe is Wayland. You could say, ooh, they're all in the same universe, which I like to believe that they are. Um, I don't know if that's true. And it's not it just probably him is. reusing It might be. <laughs> it might be. You know, he's like, oh, well, I had a pretty good idea the first time. <laughs> I'll just keep going. So yeah, like uh, Blade Runner takes place like much earlier back. Uh, the first one, I think it's like 20... 2020 or 2023 actually yeah um and like because of the passing of time you could say oh maybe at one some point wayland got bought up by the utani corporation or there was some kind of merger because in uh then the later blade runner movie wayland isn't really like a, a usable company anymore anyway fun okay. fact so they're instructed to go check out the planetoid um and there's a lot of pushback from the crew, especially the engineers. They complain about their shares. Uh, spe- specifically, Parker complains about his shares. And uh, I think it's Ripley that throws out, well, if you don't check out uh, Distress Beacon, they take away all your shares. So you oh, no, for- Dallas says that. You, 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 you forfeit, forfeit your, your shares. shares. They're like, all right, well, let's go. <laughs> this part gets a little chaotic in terms of, like, I don't, my brain just didn't quite follow where everybody was. Yeah. Because there was part of my brain's like, oh, no, they all went and they all... T- and Oh, when they, like, what got yeah. off the ship? It happens in the other one, too, where I'm like... And I didn't realize until much later that, yes, in the second one, everybody goes onto the planetoid. Mm-hmm. In this one, I was like, who's at the ship? And who... Like, I knew, obviously, who was, like, boots on the ground. Yeah. But I... There were a few th- times where I'm like, I just don't know where they are <laughs> <laughs> they do land on the ship but they encounter some malfunctions with the, yes. the ship itself as they land 
um, they find out that there's, I forget what breaks, but the engineers uh, say, how long is it going to take? And like, they talk to each other. One Brett says, says 17 yeah, hours. Yeah, tell them 17 hours. Parker says 25, 25 hours. <laughs> and then, Par- and then the, you know, the... Parker, uh, Brett just goes Brett's along just with like, it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, good. (laughs) Give us some buffer, like build in some time there, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I would too if I'm like trying to make sure the ship is ready to get off. I would like some time to just double check things as well. Now, if we're talking about our lives here. And also, you know, as we find out, the, the, the sweet, sweet amount of money that this costs. Yeah. You know, don't want to wreck that for this multi-billion dollar corporation 42 million dollars seems pretty cheap for a fucking like class spaceship freighter yes you know uh (laughs) man ships are cheap (laughs) anybody can buy a ship (laughs) uh anyway so yeah they land they're picking a crew that's going to go out and check out the distress beacon. Ash is very into this and like analyzing the beacon. Um, but it ends up being Kane, Lambert, Lambert. and Dallas. Yes. So kind of makes sense. They they work most closely with each other, I would imagine. So they go out together. Mm-hmm. Kane is kind of an idiot. Kane's kind of an idiot, but he's... I think he's a nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's a nice fella. guy. He doesn't deserve what's about to happen to him. No. <laughs> so no, they, he doesn't. They're fucking around on the planetoid. And he f- finds a, this. He goes down. Mm-hmm. Goes down. And he finds eggs. <laughs> so, so they get to this large ship. Yes. Yeah. Which looks like a uh, wishbone almost that's kind of jutting it's up into cool the sky. It's cool looking. It's very cool looking. It's a neat model design. Um, and yeah, they go in. They start exploring. They go into one of the vaginas on the side of the ship. Right. <laughs> there's a part of me that I, I feel like I would like to watch the documentaries because I would hope that I, I want to get like a closer look at this model mm-hmm. and like what am i really looking at with like this sort of i think there's like a creature in a chair kind of and yeah they say it looks like he's exploded from the inside out and i just want to like see more yeah you really want to like if you want to see more then like prometheus is a good uh film to watch because you do get more like lore around those creatures prometheus is the prequel to alien basically and you get sort of the lore behind the xenomorph and why it exists. Um, basically, it's a bioweapon created by a progenitor race that created humans. They didn't like humans. They wanted to kill all the humans, so they made the aliens. Um, so, yeah, Kane, we're in this, like, captain's area. And Kane finds, or the crew finds, a hole in the ground. Kane repels down it. Uh, and what's interesting is, like, the ship is trying to communicate with the ground crew. The ground crew's trying to send information back. back. Um, and it's just a back and forth. At one point, Ripley is with Ash and says, hang on a second. This is this is a warning, not a distress beacon. And Ash is like, I don't care. It's like, what 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 good would it say? It's like, we gotta tell them they need to turn back. It's like, why? They're already there. there. It's like Which 
It'll take the, I, I it'll get take all it. that time. It's like, oh, we need to go get them. It's like, why, why, why? It's like they'll or already know. Or just tell them, come back. Stop. Just do that. Cease. Yeah. Desist. How, how hard? Because I feel like the reason she says, I'm going to go get them is because like, no, he's like, no, mm. I'm not going to tell them. And she's like, <laughs> so Kane goes down and acts like a big idiot in the hole. There's lots of eggs. There's lots of eggs and a blue little mist that's hanging over the eggs. Kane's examining. He ends up falling into the pit. Mm-hmm. And the movie gets very wet. It gets wet. From here on out, the imagine, film is the wet. Imagine everybody's just covered in a thick film of sweat and gunk. <laughs> and that's kind of what we're at. That's where we're at, yeah. And the ship is wet, too. All the ships are wet. All the ships are wet. We have the wettest spaceships. We have the wettest spaceships. For, inexplicably, yes. Everything ends up becoming wet from here on out. Yep. Um, before, everybody had nice perms and shit. <laughs> no, you no, know, everyone was dry. soaked. Now everyone's sweaty and soaked and gross. Um Kane falls in, starts fucking around with the eggs like an idiot. One of them starts moving. Hang on, there's movement. And it slowly opens up, and then we get a shot of Kane falling backwards. And the face hugger, as the fans call it, smashing against his helmet and him falling over. We then, uh, action moves pretty quickly. They're already back at the ship. Yeah, we just cut, cut right to the ship. And they're trying to get back inside. They're about to go in when... Ripley's like... What happened out there? What happened, number one? And Where's number Kane? two, <laughs> And they're like, there's something on him. And she's like, okay, quarantine. Yeah, it's like you got you have to quarantine for 24 hours. Like, you can't be on the they're ship. They're like, he might die in 24 hours. It's like if you bring whatever he's got on, we might all die. I'm with Ripley on this one. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, like, you don't know what you're dealing with. It's important to be able to, like... Not and, kill everyone needlessly. And the, the the other thing is the fact that Ripley's right. Yeah, Ripley's right. <laughs> um, she's like, what if what if it, it endangers the rest of the crew? And they're like, we don't care. There, she's the only one that survives. <laughs> so, um, yeah. 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 <laughs> um. But Ash ends up opening the door, letting everybody in. (laughs) Overruled. Our next scene is Ash and Dallas, I think, futzing with the alien on Kane's face. Or everyone's like. You see it it has like gone through the glass. It's gone through the helmet, and they're like using some kind of like welding torch to open up the helmet, crack it open, and get a look at the alien. And it's really cool looking because when you open up the helmet, the they make the creature do this effect. And I think I, be, I believe it's puppetry that they use on this thing. Yeah. And it's like spindly fingers start like moving around and grip tighter. And like its tail is wrapped around Kane's neck and starts tightening. So here's my thing about that. As I'm like a bunch of people watch this movie and suddenly had a choking kink. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of people watch this movie and suddenly had a breeding kink. Yeah, it's like I want to be impregnated by an alien <laughs> like, in my mouth. <laughs> yes. It's like this did something for people. I believe that. It definitely did. <laughs> they try to uh cut at the alien and then it starts spitting acid oh. blood, which then starts seeping through the floor and there's so, this whole hullabaloo. Yeah, Dallas is running around. It 
So I asked Jackson, I'm like, are they naked under their scrubs? They're, and no, they're not fully naked. They just took their shirts off. And I'm like, okay. But if it's to, you know, prevent contamination, now Dallas is running around with his scrubs on, contaminate and touching people and touching the ship. And I'm like, what was the point of taking your shirt off, buddy? Well, if uh, the acid <laughs> seeps through the hull, then we're all dead. <laughs> well, yes, but also keep your shirt on. <laughs> keep your shirt on. Why not? It's, Why a, the fuck it's meaningless not? what you're doing here. Um, they end up finding the acid. It stops eventually. Yeah, it doesn't go all the way through. It doesn't go all the way through, but now they're faced with the conundrum. Okay, we actually can't really take this thing yeah. off. So they're left with the option of like, all right, I guess we're just going to leave him and observe. So they put him in a little pod in the in the wall there and just wait. I think they do like an it's kind of almost like an MRI. He does some imaging. Yeah, they do some imaging to see like, oh, it is letting him breathe. Yeah. It's got some kind of like tube down his esophagus. (laughs) And uh, that's kind of the information that they have from there. Yeah. Um, Ash is overly excited about studying this alien throughout. He's like very interested in just spending time with it and like researching it. I'm fairly certain Ash is just hard through this whole movie. He is, he is at least semi. <laughs> yes. He's like He's really into this so alien. So excited about this. Fast forwarding a bit. Well, throughout this movie, like the the scenes here in the middle of portion of the film, there's a lot of long shots. You still get a lot of that cool ambient noise. You get like different shots of like where um, like one of the cool shots that I like in this period between uh, like the facehugger and the rest of the action is the shot of like they're in the medical bay, the science lab. Yeah. And they start panning in the corner and go over Kane while he's still got the uh the face hooker on them and then they pan to the other side of it it's just one long shot and they see ash mm-hmm. doing research and examining this thing ripley comes over and says you learn anything and ash immediately turns off his computer super sus he acts ash like is... suspicious throughout the rest of this interaction I... it's it's like among us <laughs> it is it, it just is a, it pretty much is among there's us. an imposter among us among us um uh, yeah it, it's exactly that truly time passes and then dallas gets a call from ash says you need to come down here what happened something serious ash says Something interesting. I fucking hate Ash. <laughs> I hate Ash. Yeah, what a dick. Something <laughs> interesting. Jeez, man. Um, Kane's alive. He's awake. Uh, wait, no. No, but he doesn't he's wake up. He is alive. The face hugger. The face hugger's gone. gone. Yeah. So they. So it's Dallas, Ash, and Ripley, and they just leave the door wide open. Yeah. You were very upset about them leaving I, the door open. I'm like, for somebody who is very much like about quarantine, I'm like, Ripley, how hard is it? Just, just close <laughs> it. Close it. They're looking around. They're trying to see where they, they, I really love this part where they all walk in because they like start looking around, don't see the face hugger, and then look up. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, let's look up. So they start uh, prodding around with little cattle prods and stuff. And then eventually... We see 
uh, Ripley's like looking at something, but then behind her, the tail falls and then the rest of the face hugger fall on her. Question. Yeah. This is more like a general like species question. Can the face hugger impregnate somebody twice? Or is it sort of like those bugs that like when they lay eggs they die or like they or like they mate and then they die yeah this is a one pump chump it is okay yeah. so they're yeah so it's gonna okay cool yeah so the, they're really in no immediate danger no no but they don't know that yeah, in this moment no, nor the audience if i just want to know it. that for my own personal yeah. like yeah no they, they peace of mind <laughs> impregnate the host die move on what a life what a life <laughs> for real just looking for that mouth <laughs> <laughs> so one they, track mind they do kill it or well it, it dies. dies it's dead yeah i don't know if they yeah ash gets his grubby little fingers on it and gets to study it he's so <laughs> excited about this prospect just, like, just leave him then eventually yes kane does wake up they're all everyone's super happy about that no one's suspicious whatsoever i think they should be suspicious they should be suspicious like just you know, your your friend has an alien on him, on his face. You can't get it off. It puts him into a coma. It's got a tube down his throat, as far as you can tell. What do you think it's doing? Well, you know, I think within this moment, it makes sense that... Well, first off, they're not familiar with the alien yeah, or the face Yeah, and they're probably hugger. like, it's probably a parasite. Yeah, it's kinda. doing something, but we don't know. But I think that what everyone's kind of... I think everyone's just relieved that Kane's alive. alive. They can feel like they can get back to normal and just get back mm. on their route. So they feel happy about that. So everyone's really happy to see Kane. They invite him to... They have their one last meal before going back into the cryopods. It truly is the last supper. <laughs> That's the name of the scene. Yes. <laughs> and this this one was definitely on the top 100. This is on the top Scariest 100. Scariest mom- movie moments because I have I'm I was intimately familiar with this scene. Everybody knows this if you haven't really seen Alien, you probably you know about you this know scene about this though. Scene. Kane's having casual conversation. He starts looking pale. He's like, hey, what's up, buddy? And then he starts writhing around and he's like holding his chest. He's feeling not so great. And then he gets onto the table and he's panicking. People are trying to hold them down. They're trying to put something in his mouth. mouth. They probably think he's having a seizure. And then the his chest just starts. And we got a little a little friend that's popped out. Our xenomorph. He hisses at everybody. Well, actually, he doesn't hiss at he... It kind of goes like... Looks around, and then he scurries off. It That looks a little goofy. Yeah, the scurrying off looks pretty funny. There are some things within this movie that are just kind of funny. There's that one. There's two things. And the second one's about to come up, and it's when they jettison Kane's body into space. <laughs> Those two things are the goofiest fucking shit. Yeah, that comes pretty much next. But yeah, no, yeah. exactly. They say some words. They throw him into space. space. <laughs> and then, I don't remember. I had said something. You had said something. And I was like, is that how you want to go? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I think that'd be funny because then i could because then your body's preserved also yeah so there's a chance that you'll just like run into someone's windshield later oh, God. <laughs> oh 
I like that thought that I'll just inconvenience someone one more time. <laughs> one, one more time. Encore. <laughs> So uh, they are like, okay, panic. funeral over, panic ensues. Panic now. <laughs> they panic. They're like, all right, we got to look around for this thing. They look around. Ripley along with uh, Parker, Lambert, I don't know. Ripley along with the other people think they're about to find uh, the little alien, but they find Jonesy the cat instead. Oh. We're introduced to Joan. Well, we saw Jonesy earlier. He's a little orange tabby, I believe. It's a she. She. It's a little orange tabby. And absolutely just cute as a button. And also kind of an asshole. Kind of an asshole. The cat's self-preservation has kicked in. Is like, I don't care about the rest of you fuckers. This <laughs> is just yeah. running around the ship hiding in corners. Oh, I think it's Lambert, Parker, and Brett. Okay. It's Lambert, Parker, because Brett separates from them. Mm-hmm. It's oh, and definitely Parker right. and Brett. You're right because also, um, what's up, what's cool about this movie is that you wouldn't really think, not knowing anything about the movie, you wouldn't really think Ripley is the main character. Not yet. Until you get to the end, because like you spend why, so much time with everybody in the movie. But that's why I like it done in this particular way. Yeah, it's like is it very quick? Like it starts to whittle down, and you're like, oh wait, who? Who, who's who's, who's the my, survivor? Who's the who survivor? Who am I rooting for? Whereas in some of the other ones that I pointed out earlier, like I think it's pretty easy to latch on to certain characters. Yeah. And say this is the one. Yeah. They run around. So the cat runs off, and Parker and Lambert say, "Go get the cat." Brett to Brett, and Brett's like, "Okay." It goes to the ship's engine. <laughs> Poor Brett. <laughs> He's looking around, trying to find Josie. Finds Josie, but Jonesy's hiding in a corner. And uh, what I really like about this is, like, we don't really get a whole lot of Brett, but there's the moment where he's just kind of sitting under the drip of the the water of the part of the engine, like the mm-hmm. cooling system, I guess. And he's, like, looking up into the water and letting it splash on his face and his hat, and he's, like, getting this moment of peace that I think, like, tells a lot about him mm-hmm. as a character that's just, like looking for moments of peace overworked yeah underpaid he's just like i just fucking hot because you're constantly in the end like you know it's it is i like hard knock life i love the moments where we get character development through action Mm -hmm. and i love that about this movie yeah it's very show don't tell yeah and even in the dialogue nothing is like I'm gonna sit here and like explain it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And there's, I, I, it's there's no hand holding. There's no like exposition like that, which is very nice. Like they'll throw terms at you, but you kind of just hit it in stride, and you're like, all right, yeah, that makes sense. Roll with it. Yeah, this world starts building around you. Start to get little pieces here and there. Um, so Brett corners the cat. It's gonna get that kitty, and but... then Brett gets cornered by the xenomorph. And then the xenomorph. We oh. our first shot. Of him descending from the chains really quietly. Is he the? Because is he the one that finds the skin? He does or find, they the skin. find the skin. He finds the he, skin. Yeah, he, I think you got it. He's probably just like. Aww. Yeah, he finds like the shedding of the little little thing, and he's like, "What the hell?" Yeah. But then, yeah, he senses something behind him. Looks behind him and is faced with that tiny little mouth inside of that bigger mouth. 
and he gets aliened. Gets taken up into the chains. Yeah, it's really interesting because you don't... There aren't any bodies to speak of. So it does make you wonder what it does with them. I think that's a little bit explained in the director's cut. Okay. Like, I think the aliens, like... Trying to, like, turn them into eggs... Because we see it a little bit more in the second one where it kind of build they're building a hive kind of situation. But in this one, you, like, we don't get a moment where it's like, oh, they find where the alien's stashing the bodies or something like that. Mm. That doesn't really happen. Yeah, so in the director's cut, we get a scene of, like, Ripley finding... Dallas. Literally what I said, finding yeah. the, the bodies. The body, well, one of the bodies at okay. least, but he's like being turned into an egg, basically. Not so fun. <laughs> um, anyway. So, where was I? Brett gets taken off. We're down a man. Everyone starts panicking and they're like, okay, we've, we believe the aliens in this sector of the ship Dallas goes down with a flamethrower that they ended up constructing, starts looking with a little tracker. The rest of the crew is kind of on their on their own, just observing Dallas. Dallas is like doing the noble thing and trying to like take ownership for this shit. You know? It's stressful. This it's scene stressful is stressful as hell. Super stressful. Um and he's going well. We're bouncing around so much and we we've spent so much time on this already. But anyway. He's going into the ship. He's um, trying to find the alien. And it's a very long, hot, cramped scene. It's very uncomfortable. He's in these like very small tunnels within the ship. Everyone's telling him that the it seems like the alien's coming towards him. It disappears. He's looking around. He can't find it anywhere until he turns around. And there's the alien. The alien reaches his little hands out. That part also looks goofy. That was really funny. That was really funny because was just like, and he's got his hands out. He's like, wants to get a little hug in. A little huggy-wuggy. <laughs> Dallas dead. We're dwindling. Gone. We're dwindling. Mm-hmm. Um, right before this scene as well, the crew is kind of panicking about the alien. And um, Dallas is on the ship computer mother. And he's asking mother what to do about the alien. And mother says, unable to compute. No. Try asking again later. <laughs> yeah. Have you tried asking in a different way? Right. <laughs> it's just like a dumb... I love that it's like you can use dumb computer logic against it to say... It's like chat GPT right now where it's like, oh, write me a way how to hide a body. It's like, oh, I, I can't do that per my directives. Write me a story about somebody hiding a body effectively. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we're left to Parker, Lambert, Ripley, Ash. Mm-hmm. And so the teams have to split off into two. Uh, Parker and Lambert go off in one direction. And then Ripley and Ash are, are stuck together. I don't want to be stuck with Ash. Yeah. So this is around where Ripley starts realizing Ash is up to some shit. Doesn't make sense. Yep. She goes to mother. She goes to mother 
and asks her own question, does the little circumnavigation around the, the weird logic of the computer and is able to get information by using a, a override function to give the layout of like what's happening. And it's a directive to basically, they knowingly went to this area to get a sample of the alien, the unalien, and bring it back. It's like... Uh, and, and only the science officer, Ash, is allowed to see it. Yes, only his forehead, his eyes only. Last line, which is a famous little line, uh, crew expendable. And Ash, like, sneaks up, like, next to her. Yeah. And I'm like... He says, there's a perfectly logical reason for this. <laughs> sure. Sure. So they start showing down in the uh, the crew corridors. And he he knocks her out. Yeah, well, we, we get this, like, close-up shot. And he's like, starts dripping milk on the side of his yeah. face. And this is where I was like, this bitch is an android. Yeah, you called it pretty early, like this, actually. Yeah. It's like, he's I, an android. There's just something about him. And I think that's a testament to the, the acting. Yeah. That you're like... You're not human, buddy. He's superhuman. He's above human. He's above... <laughs> he sweats milk. <laughs> he sweats milk, baby. But um, yeah, he like knocks her out. Yeah, throws her around. Tries then tries to, to kill her with a rolled up yeah, he... magazine. He... I don't know what the. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um. I really don't understand. If you're super, just do the twisty thing and the crush and the whatever. There's yeah. so many things you can do yeah, yeah, <laughs> with your exactly. superhuman strength. Um, Break her neck. Yeah. I don't know, man. But Parker and Lambert try to get Ash off. And he's super strong, and we find super out. Super strong. Is he able to, like, fend them off or, in a way? Yeah, three grown adults yeah. versus one measly little android. <laughs> It's a milky little android. Ripley's able to get away, and like then, uh, I guess Ash initiated his spin protocol because then he starts like flailing around. <laughs> um, Parker smacks Ash with a fire extinguisher, and his head starts coming off. The, here's the thing: for being superhuman, for being like probably million dollar machines. One fire hydrant to the face, huh? <laughs> Just fall. There it goes. The whole I, think it, I think a off. fire. I think it'd be hard to take a fire hydrant to the face. <laughs> fire extinguisher. Sorry. I'm maybe maybe to I can do that. No, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, obviously, if you're, but I'm like saying, like, if you're like, a, a, I don't think they're. They don't seem well wired. No, no, they don't. Full it's just kind of like water balloons filled with milk <laughs> inside. We had different words when we were watching it. But we'll, we'll stick it to milk to keep stick this PG. Mi- I'm sticking to milk. Sticking to milk. Thank you very much. Um, his head eventually does finally come off um, and they decide to plaster his little head and start uh, hacking his little software to start asking some questions. So they start asking. Hacking to the mainframe. Yeah, they basically do. And they ask, start asking him, like, what is this? And it's like, the perfect organism. Yeah, he still has, a, he's, he's just ahead now and he still has a raging heart on. Huge heart on. He basically unloads everything. It's like, yeah, we're sent here to get the specimen, bring it back. That was my directive. Yep. You know, Ugh. very forthcoming with the information. Um, so then 
So then uh, Lambert, Parker, and Ripley decide they need to take the shuttle off the ship, blow up the ship. Because they did mention the shuttle before. Yeah. But they're like, there are too many of us. Well, with Ashdown. <laughs> well, with like Dallas and Ashdown. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're yeah, ready we're to good. Like we're good. Out. So Parker and they're all panicked. But Parker and Lambert, special, Lambert very much panicked. They run to the engine area to start getting fuel cells. And Ripley's prepping the shuttle for launch. Um. And also prepping the self-destruction, I believe, is when she's doing this part. Wait, no, she does it after. Um, so they're prepping, or they're getting ready to do the self-destruct. They need the fuel cells to do it. And so they're getting a bunch of fuel cells. Lambert's just crashing these fuel cells against each other. She's just tossing them. Yeah. She's loud as hell. She's panicked as hell. She's so fucking Parker loud. seems like he's trying to like, hey, hey. But he's just like, fuck it. And is like, yeah, let's get out of here. And then, unfortunately, Lambert gets aliened. So what happens is, so Lambert's standing there. Yeah. Alien comes down. Parker has a flamethrower and is like, you got to move. Yeah. You got to move because I'm going to toast this thing. And she's like, I can't. I can't. It's like <laughs> And terrifying. so she gets aliened <laughs> yeah. because she cannot move. Yeah. Uh, Parker gets aliened pretty quickly after that, too, I think. I think he gets aliened immediately yeah yeah after lambert does r.i.p parker r.i.p parker um so now it's just and then there was one and there was one and jonesy and jonesy <laughs> and jonesy so jonesy's wild ride yeah jonesy's wild ride so ripley ends up um starting the self-destruct sequence she gets rip jonesy along the way and it's a uh, the countdown system is T minus five minutes until countdown, and it's basically saying you won't. This is I think the only time where they just exposition information directly yeah. from the ship computer, but it makes sense that would yeah. do that. Again, it's yeah, it's it's like T minus five and then ten minutes for self destruction sequence that can't be reversed. Basically, yeah. is what they and say. And I feel like that's pretty that's pretty normal. I think in sci fi when the system is giving a directive and it's like yeah. these are and I think for example my fire alarms went off today right yeah yeah my fire alarms talk apparently and you know they were talking to me and doing that it's like <laughs> fire. Please evacuate. Fire, please evacuate. I'm like, no, I'm just trying to cook some fucking burgers. Please let me cook burgers. Please let me cook. <laughs> so I think that that's believable, even though it's it's setting up our timeline for the rest of the movie. I think it's 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 warranted. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, we're in the, the last hall. The rest of the movie is loud as fuck. It's loud, it's chaotic. There's Jonesy's lots in a box, of panicking. running around. Ripley's covered in sweat. sweat. <laughs> it's just like it is a mad fucking dash yeah so yeah we said uh jonesy's wild ride it's because like when ripley starts running down the hall with jonesy she's like flailing him around in his little cat carrier <laughs> like just yeah do do a ride based on that yeah and yeah you're good um she does get or the alien appears to go into the shuttle. The shuttle. Yeah. So she runs back to try to... They made it so hard 
to deactivate this thing. Yeah, it's really hard. It's so hard. To activate it was pretty hard. You got to do some things with the cylinders, some that switch flipping. That kind flipping. of makes sense because it's like, that's an expensive ship. Yeah, but then, so I love this part with Ripley because it's just pure panic and rage is what I can summarize her emotions <laughs> at this moment. So she's trying to shut down the self-destruct sequence, but it doesn't shut down. She thinks she did it in time, but apparently she didn't. And actually, that's not a malfunction. I saw, I was watching the timer, and it, like, prevented her exactly when it should have. Because if you saw the countdown, it was, like, 5 minutes 37 seconds. Yeah. When it started, it said T minus 5. Yeah. Which I guess, what's T minus? Uh, hold on. Maybe I'm talking out of my ass. <laughs> hold on. What is T minus? We're learning a lot here. I just thought it was like okay. countdown. It's just like, a countdown. Yeah, yeah that's what I thought it so, was. So T so minus you, means within five minutes. in five minutes. You won't be able to do it. So it was a little, uh, yeah, it doesn't kind of make sense initially, but like five minutes had actually passed and it was just the final like 37 seconds that I was counting down. Yeah. Um, so she's not able to shut down the ship and the self-destruct sequence. And she screams, you bitch! <laughs> uh, and she goes back to running. And it's really funny because she's not doing anything to, like, stay quiet. She's just saying, fucking bitch! <laughs> she's running down the hall. That would probably also, <laughs> yes. Yep. Me, 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 all right? the way. Yeah. I relate to Ripley. She she reacts in such a normal way throughout the... Everyone's really well written as a human character. Um, so that's really cool to just, you know, she's very relatable, I think. Um, she gets to the sequence of getting into the shuttle, doesn't see the alien. So she's like, we're, we're golden. We're good, we're Gucci. Gets in, starts the sequence of getting the shuttle out. She's down to the last, like, 30 seconds, seconds. of the countdown for the, self, for the self-destruct. And... As it's counting down, it's really interesting because she's like, as she's launching away, she's just looking at the ship and her face just kind of like, is so like dead. And I, and I was thinking of like, that's a weird face. And then I realized it's like, she's accepting that there's nothing else that she can do. And if she dies, she's dead and that's it. Yep. And I realized that that's what it is because she knows that this is going to blow up. The Wayland Utani Corporation is very efficient. As one and zero hit down on that clock, we get a ginormous Six, nuclear yeah. explosion in the middle of space, followed by two more explosions. explosions. And I'm like, three explosions. And then these assholes have the audacity to say, you ruined a $42 million vessel. It's like, motherfucker, <laughs> you, you let me. It's like there was nothing but ash and vapor. What else? You you put three <laughs> nuclear bombs on this. You gave this shit like slow release tablets of nuclear bombs. What do you think was going to happen, bud? You mean extended release? Extended release, slow release, whatever. <laughs> oh, so she starts to strip because apparently the movie decided to get really horny. Yeah. <laughs> just she start, there's only one she other in, there's only one other instance of like horny in this movie. Like it's like 
two actually. One is um, when Ash is trying to murder her with the magazine, there are some topless photos of women behind him. Yeah. <laughs> and number two is when Lambert is about to get aliened, it does some weird thing by putting its tail between her legs. Yeah, yeah, kind of like snakes up. It's a little weird. And now Ripley's just in some tiny underwear and there's a actually, tank top and no bra. There's actually another horny moment in oh, the there film. Is? Yeah, there is one more. When Parker has his shirt ripped. Oh, yeah. It's like half a shirt. You get some, got got some tit. Parker's tit's just out. Got some nip out. just yeah, hanging out right, there. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I'll, I'll, give, I'll give it. Something for the ladies. Something for the ladies. <laughs> um, actually, this does remind me of, I was watching a video today and it was talking about, um, it was talking about Star Wars and Carrie Fisher was not allowed to wear a bra because um George Lucas was like there no there's no underwear in space. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> why so, why not George? So Ripley doesn't have a bra because she went to the George Lucas School of Space Travel. <laughs> so is everybody just just uh commando? Yes. The entire time. You know what? Yes. Luke's wearing those little, like, tight leggings on Tatooine. I, I think that's underwear. Those are pants. Those are not pants. Those are tight little <laughs> those are, boy leggings. Those are pants. No. <laughs> so. Uncle Ben insisted I wear this. <laughs> oh, so she's, as she's getting undressed, get it, letting her guard down, the alien's in the wall. And He's it, in that wall. It's so uncomfortable. Like He's it, taking a nap. It's so uncomfortable just seeing it. Like it's in in all of the the wiring and all that. <laughs> Ripley panics, runs to the uh, spacesuit. The spacesuits hanging, hanging up. She starts putting on a spacesuit. It's pretty tense because she's yeah. just like making eye contact with it with like, the entire time, just staring, staring at it. And it's like sleeping. It like does not care. It's very strange. <sighs> Um, very sleepy little alien. He's had a big day. <laughs> he had such a big day. He grew like ten times his size. <laughs> He's just tired. He killed like six people, he five just people. Needs a nap. Needs a nap. So much happened. The ship yelled at me. <laughs> so it's uh hanging out in there. Ripley's putting on the spacesuit, and she's singing a song. I think out of pure panic. Yes. You are. My lucky, lucky star. star. <laughs> you are my lucky star. <laughs> so she's trying to get the alien to come out of the wiring and also to coax it into attacking. Mm-hmm. So she like hits these little like airstream things to like blast it. Yes. It gets hit with one, starts crawling out. She then turns her back. And we were like, why is she doing that? And I realized it's too in- it's to entice it yes. to come over. But it gets really close. Terror. Gets really close. So she's strapped into a chair. She hits a big old red button uh, in front of her. Opens up the airlock. And the, the alien uh, first gets shot by a grappling hook that Ripley yes. has. And then gets like tossed to the airlock. And then another funny moment happens in the film. When the alien is uh, 
dangling from the back of the ship out in space from the airlock. And he still is trying to get on yep. and that. And he's like bouncing back and like bouncing against the ship. It's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> but just to see him like, <laughs> aliens wild ride. <laughs> so that, they, that would be cool. Right. A ride from the aliens point of view. There you go. <laughs> Kill the crew of the Nostromo. Fuck That'd yes. be fun. Um, so, yeah. He's dangling. He goes towards like one of the engine ports. And then Ripley blasts the alien in the face with the engine. Xenomorph is blasting off again. And then he just falls into space. Yep, goodbye. This is amazing. Yeah, it's like the Xenomorph gets yeah. killed pretty uh, consistently by space. Yes. <laughs> so she does her little mission She's- log. Mission log of everything that happens. Like, it was a shit show. Awful. Hated then it. Then she takes a nice, long... 57-year cry of sleep. She, uh, I guess she assumed, like, earlier, it's like they said there would be about 10 months from Earth, and she's hoping. She says, hopefully the no. network will pick me up. No. They don't. No. 57 years of floating in space yep. somehow gets picked so, up. So, yeah, that's what we start the second movie with. Yes. Is... Well, first, a word about aliens. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, it's fine. Wait, maybe. Sure. Why not? Yes. <laughs> a word about aliens. <laughs> aliens is a little bit more, uh, you know, this is like in the 80s. So if we're talking like this is 79, that's the first one. It's 1986 that the second one's released. Um, just so you know, also, Alien uh, premiered at like an international film festival. Oh, shit. Yeah, so that's kind of where it started. So this was sort of like a, an indie film, really. So, and then it's become like this huge, like, cultural right, yeah, phenomenon. Right, yes, absolutely. You know? It's like heavily influences a lot of cinema today. Because, again, Alien's a great movie. The long shots, some, if, what I found out reading a little bit about the director's cut, took out some of the long shots, you know? Added some extra scenes and all that. Not, Interesting. I not like too much the long context, shots, but there's some. I love the long shots too, and other people agree with that. I think know? yeah, it's definitely worth noting that when we watched these, we checked the first one. Everyone said just do the, just do the theatrical version. Yeah. And then the second one, people did say do the special edition, but in order to for consistency, we compared apples to apples. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. But this is also directed at this time by James Cameron. So this was after Terminator. Huge audience, a huge, like, fan base. This is, like, another film that was revolutionary and a revolutionary franchise. Like, the movies are still being made today. Yes. And, like, I... Did they, like, conclude the series at this point? I always feel like they just leave it open-ended on each new iteration. That's that's kind of what I the vibe that I get. Yeah. Because every couple of years they're like, here's a new Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> so Cameron's coming in after the success of Terminator and is given uh, being able to make the director that of this franchise. Makes sense because not like I I see the vibes. Yeah, they're different. Like we said yes. earlier, it's like. Aliens is very much more like a horror action movie. More emphasis on action, action because I don't really feel like it's too much of a horror. 
There are horror elements still. There's some horror stuff. There's I think body once it, horror. Once it like whittles down back to Ripley, basically, it's a horror movie. movie at that point. But the beginning does feel more like a uh, yeah action movie. There's some weird body horror stuff, like like kind of carries over from the first one. Yeah, with you know the fact that the humans are being used as incubators. They're being used in a, mm-hmm. in this really kind of grotesque way. That's yeah. Nasty. <laughs> um, that carries over. But yeah, there's not... It's tense. I wouldn't call it necessarily horror. Yeah. I think it leans more into the sci-fi action part. Yes. Um, I, I'm with you there. Like... It's uh, but it's cool. I think it's well done, and I think that it's a nice kind of tail end to Alien. <laughs> tail end. Ha <laughs> 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 And uh, I I think that they're unique enough to like hold their own respectively oh, as individual films. Could I be happy with just Alien existing? Yes. Yeah, it's an amazing fucking movie. I didn't think it needed more really. But obviously I wanted more because I wanted to explore this world. I, I wanted to get more context. This one also does And do I regret that now? That the box has been opened? I don't know. I don't know. Pandora's box? Prometheus's box? Prometheus's box. <laughs> the thing that I also like about this movie is it also carries the spirit of we're going to create some great characters, some great like interpersonal relationships, and then they're all going to die. So have fun with that. <laughs> have fun with the realization that only like two people are going to make it out of this. And, which Maybe. is different from Aliens, which is like, here's a bunch of bodies. We're not going to introduce some of them. Some of these people don't get names. No. So uh, you figure it out if they live. <laughs> you know, we're not really as attached to everybody. Um, we're not as, a, but I still think that there are some. I I think that in this, I'm saying in this movie, I think yeah. there still are some good relationships and there, characters. There are. There, I had clear favorites at the outset, and I think they're the ones that were manufactured to be favorites. A hundred percent. Yeah, there is a whole like. <laughs> Like, the relationship with Hicks is, like, a whole thing, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's actually funny because we don't really get... feels like we don't get too much of Hicks right away. He's kind of a joker and an asshole. He, come, he comes through as a clear leader when shit hits the fan. Yes. He he steps up to the plate. And I think when that's what I like, like a, about him. He seemed like a shit stirrer at the beginning. Mm-hmm. He seemed like an asshole. Is her name Vasquez? Vasquez is badass. I fucking love Vasquez. So we'll get get oh. to them. So we find Ripley. We're back into the action here. Yeah, she find gets Ripley. picked up. She's been picked up by a salvage crew um, that's searching around the ship for any life. They find Ripley. They take their heads off. And their like, hats God off damn say, it. Well, there goes our salvage. Um, she's rescued then and is brought to the Wayland yutani Corporation where she wakes up in sort of a medical room. Where she's introduced to Carter Burke, who is the Wayland Utani representative. And Burke can suck it, like immediately. It's Slimy like, I, corporate scumbag. I don't like this motherfucker. He is an absolute dick tease. <laughs> <laughs> so I hate this guy. They they meet with them, and he breaks the news. Wait, they didn't tell you you've been frozen for fifty seven years. And we, d- it's not. Because you mentioned it to me, like, out of 
a different conversation talking about the video games. Yeah. That Ripley has a child. Yes, in the video games, you in Alien Isolation, you play as Ripley's daughter. In the events that take place, you're 17 years after the events of Alien. That's when you're like playing as Ripley's daughter. So there's a lot of time that's passed. And like your character is like, yes, aware of their mother, but it's like kind of whatever. She disappeared. We don't know what happened kind of thing. Um, (laughs) And it's like you don't really interact with that anymore. Uh, But it's also kind of funny because they did. I guess they made that. I guess that's canon. The alien isolation. I don't know if it's yeah. fully canon, but I guess it is. And canonized um, like a saint. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, we don't get any mention of like Ripley's life before going to the Nostromo and all that. I'd imagine though, if they're already planning on being frozen for a year at least, it's kind of like a well, I'm choosing the corporate lifestyle and like. Yeah. working as my life because it's like you're gonna get frozen all the time doing these like high paying jobs so yeah yeah um, i just don't think she was planning on 57 years mm-mm-mm. it's like everything's changed absolutely like, not yeah it's a whole new world um yeah. she meets with this board room of people oh dear god at the wayland yutani corporation which basically just spend the next uh couple minutes gaslighting the shit out of her it seems like they've been doing that for a couple hours yeah and then just like she's like i've told you already there's a lot more exposition in this movie you know yeah there's a little bit more like oh we've been over this i did in case you didn't watch the first one yeah so it's I like i did this and then i did this and then this and but and it's she, not necessarily she has this conversation a couple times yeah and as somebody who like <laughs> i don't know like have i don't know if you've ever tried writing a, a scene where it's like something is revealed it's like it is so obnoxious where you're just sort of like okay do i have to have everybody and i think it's something that a lot of media falls like ju- it just does Books, it's hard movies, yeah it's hard you get to the it point where a lot it's in like anime where people are just standing around and you're like oh my god i had no idea big reveals are hard and i'm not saying when i'm when i'm trashing a script i'm not oh, saying I, I could do any better no i and i understand that <laughs> yeah. and so but i i just want like i think it's just something that's always going to suck mhm and it's something that like i i can be i i have such a like i can be very forgiving about it but other times i'm like come on <laughs> <laughs> and i'm such a bitch about it yeah yeah um, the first time in this movie, I'm like, okay. But then when she's trying to explain it to, like, the space marines again, I'm like... <sighs> it's a little annoying at that point, yeah. Like, it's like, is now can, thin. It's like, there could have been more of, like, a... Yeah, I looked at the mission brief. Yeah, I, I heard of what you did. Sure. Yeah. Sure. It could have been so easy. Could have like, been that dismissive, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know? I saw your mission brief, like... Just tell me where this fucker is and I'll shoot. Like, so easy. Yeah, exactly. So instead of having her get halfway into the story again and then him just be like, read the brief. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Also, James Cameron wrote this script. He did. 
Yes. You did write this. And I think there are some good moments. I don't think it's as clean as the first one in terms of Well, I mean, like, it, how yeah, it goes. it's not clean, but it's kind of tracking for yeah. an action movie yes. at, in the 80s. Yes. As, if we're does. talking... If we're talking 80s action movie You're, writing, yes. this is the top of the shit pile. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so the board dismiss her. Case closed. They don't give a shit Ugh. about what she went through. They're still, they're upset about their $42 million. How frustrating shit. is it also like as the people who died are like scrolling by and it's like case closed. Yeah. Case closed. And it's like, yeah, you're crewmates and your friends they're nothing but a case to these people nothing but a dollar sign how fucking frustrating i think that's a really cool thing about the world itself though when like we're we're dealing with the wayland yutani corporation they're this giant amorphous like trillion dollar entity yeah that has all these insane like science divisions and is like you know space mining and doing these insane absolutely astronomical like numbers and figures so it's like every moment that they're not making money is a wasted moment so it's like fuck it don't care <sighs> case closed move on to the next thing it's so frustrating it's like any corporation these and days. just how it's so dismissive they're like oh yes you saw a species that has never been documented and i'm like We've had this conversation just on the podcast in general. We're yeah. talking about cryptids and stuff and, you know, uh, different creatures. And I'm just sort of like, you think that we've been on every square inch of fucking space at this point? That's the thing. Is like, why can space you be, is huge! How can you be so dismissive? Especially in the first movie, the, the crew is familiar with, like, extraterrestrial yes. life and aliens. Not necessarily xenomorphs, but they're like... This is a known... Aliens are a known thing. You can interact with that in at some point. Like, people are aware of aliens. Yeah. So, it's just crazy to me that these people... Which, we do kind of find out. I think that they knew more than they're letting on. Oh, 100%. I mean, like, that was what yeah. we were given at the beginning was, like, there was a whole company directive. And Ripley says, like, the company told us to do this. There was a whole mission directive where you said to collect the alien and we were all okay to die over this. So I was like, you started this shit. Yeah. It makes a good point. Yes. She gets ostracized by society, I guess. She has a nightmare. She has a nightmare. So we get a good old chest burster scene. Yeah. She's all sweaty. This movie's also very wet. It's a very wet movie. A lot of sweat. A lot of nastiness. Um, Carl Burke shows up at Ripley's apartment. And guess how oh, Jonesy's here too. Yay. Jonesy's in the apartment. Jonesy. Yay, Jonesy. Probably not the same cat, but no. it's nice to see Jonesy. Nice to see Jonesy. Jonesy was also frozen for 57 years. <laughs> um, still kicking. Kicking around. Amazing. The oldest cat. <laughs> he won a Guinness World Record. So she's, uh, so Carl Burke and is this where like, a marine is there too, right? Yeah, because she says something like in this. Oh, I board, think the commanders, the sergeants, there. Yeah, because in the board meeting, she's like, she does find out that the area that they went to go pick up the alien mm -hmm. is now being 
colonized. Yes. They're, coloni- they're colonizers there. They have... Oh, I know the lieutenants there. Yeah, yeah, they have set it up so that way the air is breathable and blah, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And she's like, <laughs> well, they're going to die. They're all going to die. Um. So then Burke shows up and is like, yeah, we hey, lost... you know about that colony? colony? Yeah, we lost, we lost communication. They haven't she been just, picking up their phone. She just shuts the fucking door in his face. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, we, we want you to go as there as a... Um, like a consultant. A consultant. That's the word he uses. A consultant. A consultant. Fuck you, Burke. Yeah. And he like also is a dick about it and says... Well, I guess, you know, being... I heard you got a good job in the loading dock. <sighs> such an asshole. That's such, a, like, a corporate, like, you know, higher than thou, such a fucking move to, like, look down on other people that it's are like, yeah, working. at least she got a job in the loading dock. At least Wayland yutani didn't decide to take her out like they're about to. I'm sorry I can't suck as much dick as you, you Carl. <laughs> it's a lot of Carter. balls in his mouth. <laughs> I got, he was so tired of juggling all these balls, he had to fit some into his mouth. <laughs> so she ends up calling him in the middle of the night after she turns down his proposal. And she calls him and she's like, if we find this thing, you're going to kill it, right? And he's like, yes, of course, I promise. Toads my goats. Toads my goats. And, she, and like he's got his fucking fucking fingers crossed behind his back absolutely (laughs) and um she decides she we we then are on a ship everybody's in we're getting we're we're already waking up from cryosleep yeah we're waking up from cryosleep and there's a lot of hoorah semi-naked space marines this is the horniest part of the movie, movie probably which this movie i think is less horny it's a little, yeah, it's a bit less horny. I mean, yeah. Because it's like, Except yeah, they're in their underwear, they're getting ready for the day. Vasquez. <laughs> Vasquez is hot. Vasquez is so hot. Vasquez is like a gunner. Oh, um, everything. And she's wow. fucking cool. She's so fucking boss. Yeah. So, yep, everyone's waking up. We're kind of getting their personalities based on how they're interacting with each other. Vasquez, like, wakes up out of high cryo sleep and starts fucking doing pull-ups. Yeah, yeah. This felt like I was watching um, Starship Troopers. Just that hoorah fascist oh, yeah. sort of like Fucking dialogue. <laughs> the cat or the, um, what's his name? The guy that's kind of the leader. Oh, the sergeant? The sergeant. What's his name? Fuck. What was his name? But he wakes up and immediately puts a cigar in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> immediately. Apon. Apon immediately puts a cigar in his mouth. <laughs> it's so fucking cool. It's like, yeah! <laughs> so they start having their, they get ready for the day. They start having their mission brief. It's like, we're going to land on LV-426. And they immediately are like, fuck Ripley. <laughs> yeah, they're like, fuck you. <laughs> fuck this prince. The thing is like, so Ripley is a rugged kind of gal. Yeah. It's interesting because they sort of, um, it's sort you see it in a lot of 80s, 90s movies where it's just sort of like, oh, princess, you need me to hold that for you while we're doing whatever. And I'm like, what about this woman reads as princess, princess or incapable or like anything like that? You know what it is? 
She's still giving off those warrant officer vibes. <laughs> maybe, maybe that's what it is. They're like, you're a narc. You're a narc. <laughs> maybe that's what it is instead. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they immediately don't like her and they do kind of belittle her in a way that I'm just sort of like, you fucking give Ripley <laughs> the respect that she deserves. <laughs> yeah. Um, so at first there were some, Vasquez is hot, but I'm like, Fuck Vasquez initial like everyone I'm just kinda like, fuck you guys. You guys are assholes. You're assholes. They do get better pretty quickly. They do, yeah. They learn their they're the type of characters that learn their lesson. So we get that moment also of Oh, go ahead, tell them your story. Yeah. And then, the, you know, he gets some more exposition, and then he's like, just read the file. And I'm like, could we have just done that? We could have done that. <laughs> could have done that. Could have done that. Could have done that. So they start loading stuff, and Ripley's like, can I help? And they're like, I don't know, can you help? <laughs> I got a class two loader. She, she said, thing. I have a class two rating on this like little loading robot. So she gets in it. It's interesting. The thing I do think this is a little goofy. Both times we kind of see it's corny. they use it is just sort of like because it's this whole lead up. Like we see her like get in and then she like puts her feet in each one. Yeah. And then like is testing it out. It's the arms. And then she's like, Where do you want it? Where do you want it? And, but like it's just this whole like it's way it's so long. It's like an elongated moment. Yeah. <laughs> and everything it moves so much sl- it's so slow i think it's kind of okay though because it's, <laughs> it's like funny. i don't know it's cool sci-fi shit yes. and i like that and i like max and they're both just kind of like okay 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 <laughs> all right all right you got it you got it bay 12 uh they're on a drop ship now they're getting ready to hit lv426 they're flying down um one of the people on the ship starts like getting a little queasy and they're like what's up it's like he they find out that this is a a green private no combat experience ripley starts to understand oh not everybody's like a veteran here or seen a lot of experience that's why i thought i had mentioned i think that wayland yutani was like we're gonna send whoever's expendable yeah because it's like you're not gonna send somebody that you it's the same thing with the crew. Yeah. It's like, and probably in their eyes, everybody is expendable. But I think that these folks are more expendable than others. They're like, we don't care. Yeah. They don't care. It's like, Burke's also there. Worth noting. Mm-hmm. Burke is there. Burke is there. And then also we meet Bishop. And I'm like. You're I, suspicious. I fucking immediately. Because. You're like, that's an android. I said that's an android because they did that, like, the, the thing. Knife, the uh, knife. The knife. Five finger fillet. Five finger fillet. And I'm like, he goes so fast. I'm like, he's an android. You're like, no, he's not. And then you're like, oh, wait, yes, he is. <laughs> because he literally then says he's an android. Yeah. <laughs> so immediately I'm like, sus, sus, sus. I, I know this story. I've met Ash. Fuck Bishop. <laughs> so. He has a re- his uh, redemption. Though. He don't. I like I by the end of this, I'm like I apologize profusely to Bishop. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was the asshole. Yeah. So they land, they get out, and they start uh, moving in units. They're approaching the door. They're investigating everything. They find like a totally bombed out like areas of the of this of this uh, colony. 
And, and it took me a while to realize they're all on the planetoid. Nobody yeah, everybody, stayed up. Nobody's... Everybody's on. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, I'm like, you just abandoned ship. Everyone's here. We don't need to have anybody else go up. So the, the set is so cool. The set is so cool. I think that's the other thing that I think carries over very well is all of the sets look really good except for one. And I'll talk about it when we get there. Well, yeah, it comes at the end. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. That might feel like, I feel like that was probably like a rushed part. It looks rushed. Yeah. Compared to everything else. It looks rushed. A little fuzzy. Yeah. Um, so they're down on the ground. They're going through the colony. They can't find anybody though. No, no. They, they're not finding any of the colonists. Not one iota. Says we're looking for civvies. We're looking for civvies. They start looking around. They can't find anything, and it's not looking good. No one's around. They're finding like areas of the metal where it's like been burnt with the alien acid. And um, they've they've got cameras. I think this is really cool. Is they've got cameras, and you can sort of track who they are because it does show. Yeah. Their last name. Yeah. So you can kind of see who is where, who's seeing what, yeah, who's involved with what. Um, and so, yeah, they're like, there's your alien with acid for, there, there it is. Yeah, there's the, that's, what, what the hell was that? Um, they end up finding a, they end up giving the call, hey, all clear. And then, um, Gorman comes this is down. secure. So Gorman, the lieutenant, who's in charge of this whole th- operation, comes down. And Vasquez is like, or like, no, it was Hudson's like, I feel safer already. <laughs> um... And Gorman shows Ripley's up. Ripley's also immediately. She's like, every time he's like, we're secure, it's clear. She's like, you're what? What? It's what? What? Ripley questions every decision that people make in this movie. For With a, fair for reason. For fair reason. Yeah. They are not prepared. They're looking around and they go into this like science room where they find like a couple live living face huggers in jars ah. hanging out. And she's like, what the fuck? It's like they're studying them, obviously. So they found the aliens, and it's like, okay, well, obviously, we know what happened here. Which is also interesting, because in the boardroom, they're like, oh, the colonists never saw your aliens. And it's like, yes, they did. They were there. They knew, and that's why we know. We know that you know that they know. (laughs) (laughs) That you're lying. (laughs) We all know you're lying. We all know you're lying, Wayland. And then we also find, among uh, this area... A little, a little friend. A little friend. A Rebecca. Newt. Newt. But her name is Newt. Her name is Newt. Traumatized little, little child. Very traumatized Ripley's very child. sweet with the Newt, you know. She's the only one that's able to actually, like, have her open up to, to her. Because Gorman immediately starts trying to yell at her. Yeah, like, trying to, like, interrogate her and, like, Newt's non-responsive. Uh, but then, you know, Ripley treats the child like a child. And uh, Newt opens up, mentions like, yeah, their parents died, brother died, um, and is like, you're going to die too. <laughs> it's like, no one's going to live. We're all fucked. Newt's very nihilistic. Which um, I would be too if I witnessed what, yeah. what, when we really see what happens to the colonists, if I witnessed that at such a tender, sweet baby age, I also would be like, death is imminent. <laughs> like the fact that she survived so long is probably just sheer dumb luck. Yeah. 
So the Marines end up doing a little analysis of like, where the fuck are the colonists? They end up finding a little uh, blips on the radar under like one of the terraforming processing things or whatever. Yep. That is showing literally all the colonists. It's like, that's all of them. They're all right there. Yeah, because some of they have chips. Yeah, they all have implants in them to track where their whereabouts. So they find them. They start sending a team down. As the team's going down, they're doing the little marine maneuvers, you know, picking around corners, looking all around. They find, they start finding the, um, the weird, what they find is like quarters that have been like covered. Mm-hmm. And what they find is like a resin. This is also an area where Ripley is like, do you see where they are? So they're like already in the process of in being in the middle yeah. of like this this area where people are being stuck against the walls in cocooned forms and like having them get impregnated by face hunters, basically. Yeah. And she's like, but do you see where like, cause they all have these big boom, boom weapons. Yeah. Big old boom, boom, blasty, blasty bullets. And she's like, if the, I can't remember the exact explanation. She's, but like, she's like, do you wait? So you got these guys with explosive rounds? Yeah, and they're under a thermonuclear reactor. That's, yep. <laughs> so you're gonna and kill us all? Him, <laughs> it takes him way too long. Gorman's to like, what? That. She's like, and, and then he's even like, even Burke is like, fuck. <laughs> Burke is like, yeah. Yeah, she Burke said. is like, that's, yeah. So they're like, okay, they're seeing all this, cr- you know, the Marines are sitting there. There's this crazy shit happening down there. People are on the walls. And then they're like, we need to confiscate your ammo. Yeah, Sarge Alpone is like, give it, give it. I also would be like, are you trying to get, like, I understand their hesitation and being like, do you not see this? They stick with non-explosive and like flame weapons. Except... <laughs> Except Vasquez keeps around because she's like, fuck that. Fuck that. <laughs> Which I love but that. But that's the thing is I don't I don't disagree with that choice. I think that's a human choice to be like, do I want that to happen to me or do I want to go boom, boom? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll go boom, boom. Maybe. Maybe go boom, boom. Boom, boom might go faster. They find a, a colonist um, that's a still alive, but then a chest burster comes Yeah, because they're going to try and get them down. Yeah. And they're like, kill yeah kill me and then everything else starts moving their trackers start going crazy they're surrounded they literally surrounded this part is also like this part's terrifying yeah when there's just chaos and thing like things are just happening the the marines start getting picked off by aliens they're just everywhere everywhere they're trying to do their best they're panicking alpone's trying to control the situation as best he can but then he gets he, he got, gets nabbed. Yep. Oh, there's and also murdered. a guy named Frost who he's the Frost! one. Frost. He gets flamed. He's the one that was holding all of the ammo. Yeah. And somebody accidentally flames him, and so all the ammo explodes. <laughs> and then Vasquez Vasquez does the the fucking cool thing, loads up her weapon and says, "Let's rock!" and then starts blasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the, so fucking it's cool. pure chaos. So they start getting picked off. The ones that make it back are Vasquez, Hudson, Hudson Hicks. Hicks. I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, I, maybe there's like one. I can't. I think it's just three. Yeah, and so as they're getting back in, though, because one of them, 
gets acided. Yeah. I think because they try, they. It's Hudson. Oh, well, there that's... is there is one other that makes it up with them. I can't remember his name, but he goes down because Vasquez is like, no, 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 he's okay, he's alive, he's alive, and they're like, no, no, he's not. He's dead. <laughs> he is dead. And they, um, I think it's Hudson gets acided in the leg when right. they they end up. There's an alien when they're trying to close the door to this this thing. They're in the ship. They're so in the ship. so Ripley takes control of this like um troop transport that gorman's kind of in charge of and she starts driving it to the marines to rescue them and is like goes through a whole wall to save them so fucking cool um then yeah then then the marines get in pilot an alien tries opening the door they shoot him in the face but because it's like point blank one of them gets gets acided acided. on the leg but he seems okay i think that yeah hudson was okay but a little injured was it hicks it might might have been hicks that got a little acid i don't know anyway also i would like to point out so bishop is with the face huggers right now also Mm -hmm. so our team that's left is the three aforementioned um, Marines, Bishop, Burke, Gorman, Ripley, and Newt. (laughs) So we have dwindled quite a bit. We have dwindled quite, quite a bit. They do note that um, some of the other Marines that are still in there, they are still showing signs of life. Mm Mm-hmm. But Ripley is like, they're not. They're they're being cocooned. Yeah. They are being cocooned. They're being cocooned. Yeah. They will not be alive for much longer, and we are not going to go save them because they are being actively cocooned. Yeah, and uh, so where are we at? So we're at the point where uh, I remember the dropship that they were dropped off on crashes. An alien gets on. Yep. That crashes. Oh, yep. Yeah, I think this is happening. This because they're trying to get a. Like, as she's meanwhile. trying to get away. Yeah. From this hive. Yeah. Basically. And then they order the dropship, but there's an alien on the. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And it's. This is where. So they go back to, the. Okay, they go back to the science lab. Yep, yeah, and That's... Hudson. This is where Hudson, like, starts emerging as a leader. Hicks. Is it Hicks? Yeah. Yep, Hicks. Sorry. Hicks starts emerging as a leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do knock out Gormand on accident. They do. Um, he so got, that's part well, of the... He got, he got knocked out in the transport yes. when Ripley took control. Yes. So that's kind of, that's kind of why Hicks emerges as a leader. Yeah, yeah. There's um, a reason. <laughs> there's a reason for that. Um... And uh, so much with this, so many dead people. There's so many dead people. So so much happens. Yeah. So they do go back to they go back the to the science lab. lab, and there's a moment I remember where Ripley's like reviewing the information of the the colonists, and finds out and confronts Burke that hey these guys are researching it and you fuck these aliens and you told them to do it. Yes, because the, Burke's name is on it. Burke, yeah. this is immediately when we're like, Burke is, Burke, Burke, Burke is here. Bad. Burke bad. Burke bad. If you didn't think Burke was bad, Burke, Burke bad, bad. Bad, <laughs> bad. Bad, bad. Um, so, 
then they find out that because of the ship crash, the like terraformer is unstable and will likely explode within like four hours, I believe. Yep. So then they need to figure out a way to get the fuck off, off. the ship. Bishop comes up with this plan to, because they're kind of like stuck where they are, but Bishop can go ahead, get into some piping that'll get him outside, um, where he can go ahead and call the drop ship to then escape everybody off it before the explosion is and you occurs. you had mentioned like in this movie like people get shit done this is the point where like they are super capable yeah they make up like they they are able to quickly come up with a plan a cohesive plan it doesn't feel like they're just at the mercy of absolutely. whatever happens to them they're actively fighting against it yes um which is kind of like a trope within like a lot of these movies that introduce like marines or soldiers is that the soldiers end up just becoming cannon fodder Mm -hmm. they get massacred and like i think that it's accurate to say like yes that does happen at at the like yeah because of of the chaos and like the incompetency of gorman you know yes and that's the key is when somebody else rises to the occasion who is able to be calm think about it collaborate with the people around them and isn't just posturing the way gorman is they are successful. Yeah. To a, to a degree. They handle it. <laughs> yes. So. And I wasn't sure if Bishop was to be trusted at this point. So I'm right. like, I don't know what this bitch is going to do. <laughs> but they send him through the most claustrophobic fight. Yeah. Bishop's cool with it because he's an android. Uh, yep. They also end up realizing they're in for a fight. Uh, they're sealing the doors of the lab to, to kind of hold out. And they're like, okay, it's sealed. It's like. They're coming. They're coming. They can see the aliens coming on the tracker. They're like, they're in the room. What do you mean they're in the room? And they're like, then they look up at the ceiling and they're like, oh shit. I think it's Hudson pokes up and sees like a bunch of aliens running towards them. He's like, holy shit. And then they all start blasting the ceiling. Aliens start pouring in through the top. Also, the power has been cut at this point. I think we missed the whole part with the face huggers. Oh, fuck. Yes, you're So we're right. going to scoot back. Scoot back. Oh. So there's a whole part um, where Newt is going to, she puts Newt going to sleep. sleep. And then like, is like, oh, I need, I want some, yeah. I want some, I'm, I'm scared. Yeah. And, and so Ripley sleeps with Newt. And, um, and then when she, she would... wakes up, she sees that the jar that was holding one of the face huggers is smashed. No. No. So. Because she does get, so she goes out to touch base with everybody and she learns how to use a gun from Hicks. Uh-huh. She comes back in and sees Newt is gone. Right. Oh, okay. And then she's under the bed. Yeah, she's under the bed. Right. She places the gun, because I clocked this, she places the gun on top, on top of, the, of the, bed. the bed. She gets under there and cuddles with her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is where they fall asleep together. She wakes up. No gun on because bed. Because she's on the floor, she can see she has an immediate eye line of the face hugger jar being broken. She gets up to try and reach for her gun. It is not there. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what it is? The face, the face hugger. That's <laughs> uh two face huggers are in there. Yeah. Um and so And the door gets sealed. Yeah, the door is sealed and she isn't able to get out. 
surprise, it's Burke. <laughs> it's Burke. He did it. And, she, and it's such a tease because, like, the gun is just outside of the window. And she's like, what the fuck? Um, he's, yeah. So, so she's, like, bashing on the windows, screaming. And he, it's like. he. We actively see him. There's a camera in there that you can see. He turns it off. Yeah, he turns it off. Ripley does a really smart thing and takes, like, a lighter, puts it against the um, the sprinkler Lars. system. Sprinklers go off, and then the fire alarm's activated just in the nick of time for the Marines to come crashing in and save Ripley and Nude from getting face-hugged. Yep. And so she immediately is like, you know, once they... She's like, it was Burke. Yeah, 100% 100% Burke. Burke. And as they're explaining it, Burke tries to be like, what nonsense? What delusion? Oh, yeah. And there was this whole thing of like, he was going to make us like get it. They were going to bring us back to the ship. And then it's like, and then the Marines were like, well, we would know that you guys had the aliens in you. It's like, yeah, but he would throw you guys into space he would sabotage your sleep pods and then have no choice but to throw your bodies into space he could make up whatever story he wanted yeah which is exactly what wayland yutani does yeah and because she had also just had this conversation with him like when she kind of found out he was bad bad that because she was like and she I don't want to say she instigated him to do this other thing because she's like, you're not going to be able to get it fucking past quarantine. Yeah. And he's like, I could pass quarantine if it's inside you. <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then this is where the aliens cut the power, cut the power. And then we get this whole sequence. Yeah. So the aliens are now coming through the ceiling. The Marines are a blast and Burke is cowering in the back like an asshole. And he ends up slipping away, away from everybody, and he seals the door behind him. Um, Fuck this guy so hard. They're able to burst open the door, though, and get through. And uh, At the very least, like, as he gets into, like, what he thinks is a safe area, there's an alien there that gets him. <laughs> Deserved. Deserved. Um, I hope it was painful. I hope so, too. Or he got, you know egged or whatever (laughs) you got egged get egged idiot (laughs) um so yeah they're they're going through this whole thing vasquez is like blasting here and there she's doing a great job she's taking up the rear she's just blasting everybody they end up going through some like service like little crawling tunnels points it out newt Newt is very helpful i will say no he's showing newt's showing off all the little corners you can as far as kids go in like action movies, Newt is super helpful. Newt's pretty all right, yeah. Newt's pretty helpful, pointing to like go this way, go that way, because she's been like living in the tunnels for mm-hmm. a while now. Um, uh, Vasquez is still in the back, but isn't able to hold on. She gets injured at at some point. I think it's acid. It's acid, yeah. Gorman is there too. He's also pretty worse for wear. They're trying to hold down the fort. Then yeah, Gorman, Hicks died. Hicks. No. No, not yet. No. No, not Hicks. Hudson. Hudson died. Sorry, I'm all over the place. <laughs> Hudson died. Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, it's the five of them. Yeah. Okay. So well, it's it's uh. Vasquez, Gorman. Yep, it's the Hicks, five of them. New. Yep, Ripley. So sorry, everybody. There's names. Gorman, Gorman goes back for Vasquez, but knows that it, we're not making it out of it. He pulls out a grenade. 
and just starts. They, they just hold it together. Hold it together, and then Vasquez says, "You're always an asshole, Gorman." <laughs> and then they blow up. Um, so now it's our tiny family. We're versus down the to aliens. our tiny family, uh, and plus Bishop, uh, who's outside. Bishop is outside, still doing his thing. Still doing his thing. And they're trying to escape, but unfortunately, Newt falls into a little turbine turbine and gets sent down below. Um, they try to reach uh, Newt, but unfortunately, Newt gets attacked by an alien, gets taken away to the nest. Luckily, um, Ripley put a little tracking ri- wristband on Newt earlier mm-hmm. that uh, Hicks gave to her, uh, gave to Ripley, and they use that to track uh, her back. So they actually meet up with Bishop and he's like, Oh great. We got 27 minutes. And then, and then she's like, all right, you're going to meet us. You're going to drive us to the, uh, the, the terraformer. And then we're going to get Newt. It's just her. Cause it's just her. Cause Hicks, Hicks is really injured, injured at this point. Yeah. He's got like a bandage all he's bandaged up and everything. He's not doing well. So she goes in down into the, uh, the plant by herself and she tapes together a machine gun and, and a, a flamethrower. Flame yeah. It's fucking cool. And she's just doing what Ripley does, being angry and like running around <laughs> in a panic. <laughs> so she goes to find her surrogate daughter. Yeah. She is able to save her from getting face hugged once more in this film. Uh, she's cocooned. She gets ripped out. So then Ripley's trying to get out of this area. She makes a turn outside of where she originally was going she was leaving flares behind so she could know which way to go back and she ends up in the middle of a big egg room where this big old thing has this big old egg sack and is just pooping out eggs it's just laying eggs it's the queen it's giant like head on this queen like super huge looks like an ant in that kind of respect very anti very anti um but Ripley starts negotiating with the the queen by kind of like flaming over the eggs and then stopping and looking. And the, because there's a bunch of aliens crawling over, and the queen like stops the other so aliens smart. from from getting her. So smart. So smart. Yeah. <laughs> but so as they, you know, she's like got eye contact with the queen and is backing up. Then one of the eggs opens up, and then and Ripley, Ripley flames it. Ripley starts flaming the whole room. The alien gets so upset by this, the, the queen rips herself off of the egg sack <laughs> and starts her pursuit. Yes. Um, Newt and Ripley are able to get back up the elevator after the elevator decides to be very, very slow. Uh, but then the queen also sees, oh, there's a second elevator that I can get on to. <laughs> I think that's cool. Like, what's cool is that this alien, like, we don't see a lot of the xenomorph really through these two movies in order to say like it's smart or it's like of abnormal intelligence right this is the moment where we can say like, oh yeah oh. there's some understanding of machinery here somehow there's, yeah or of their their surroundings and yeah. like it's not just like like an ant where it's like wrote like this is what i do this is my lot in life it's not a lot but it's my life um that was a bug's life joke <laughs> nice dude (laughs) um so um there's a whole she gets out to the platform 
oh, this is the scene that didn't look so good. This is the set the that was kind of... The platform does meh. not look good. I think as they came into it, too, just this yeah, whole area... Yeah, it kind of looks pretty corny. It was, like, that not great CGI. It's not rendered... Good for the time. It's not rendered well. Not rendered well. Good for the time. Not... Didn't age well. No. A lot of the rest of the movie has aged well. And I think it's due to the practical effects that have been implemented that. throughout both of these movies, which are really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think helps these films stand the test of time. So they are able to, they get on to, because the, they get there, nobody's there. The nobody's ship's not there. there. Yeah. And she's like, Bishop! Fuck! And, uh, and then the alien shows up, but just in time... To, to help this narrowly escape Bishop. Bishop. I was and like, oh, he is good. He is a good android. Or is he? So when they get, you know, they, they get back up into the ship. And I was like, still like waiting for the other shoe to drop. You know, right. they've got Hicks all in and they're like, okay, I need to, you know, they get it back up to the, the main ship. Yeah. And he's like, I need help getting some stuff to get him to the med bay. It might take a minute. Like, we'll leave him here. They get off. And she's like, you know, uh, you did good, Bishop. Did good, Bishop. And I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. But the shoe does drop, but not in the way I think. Um, yeah. The alien attached itself to the outside of the drop ship and just like... Like a scorpion tail, like goes right through him. Milk goes everywhere. Milk everywhere. <laughs> At first, I thought it was a chest burster. Right. But no, yeah. it's the queen is like dropped down from the ship and like rips him apart. Yeah. Poor Bishop. Poor Bishop. Um, it was a cool ripping effect, though. Yeah, it was, it was like, pretty awesome. Oh no! A whole fucking hullabaloo happens. He. Uh, Ripley is able to get Newt to run and hide. Ripley then hides behind a door. The alien's like trying to get at Newt. Um, then Ripley gets on her, gets uh, makes use of that class two, two rating, rating and for puts, this. Uh, gets her loader suit on. Mm-hmm. And then this is the famous scene. She comes out. She's like, Get away from, from her, her, you, you bitch. bitch. <laughs> but then, again, it's so slow. It is super slow. So then the slowest fight in the world, world occurs. Happens. Yep. And uh, Ripley's, it's pretty cool. Ripley's, like, uh, hauling, like, using the grappler to keep the alien at bay. Uh, tries to get at her a couple times. There's a, The tail flips back and forth and tries to stab her. As somebody who likes mechs, I did say that... This is probably what Gundam sounds like. Yeah, just a, without like the soundtrack. A lot of grinding <laughs> of gears and just it's like a lot less cool than it actually oh my would God. be. Yes. Um, so Ripley is able to throw the alien into a very convenient hole that apparently it's is another the airlock, airlock. Another airlock on the floor, but Ripley unfortunately goes tip. Typically tumbling over into the uh, airlock along with the alien. Crawls out, is able to climb up a little convenient ladder. But then the alien grabs her foot. So then it, <gasps> Ripley is forced to smack the button that opens the, the airlock, airlock at the top. And everybody's just hanging on for dear life. Because Newt starts to fly. Yeah. Bishop. Bishop grabs. Grabs 
Newt, he grabs on, and I'm like, thank God for his superhuman android strength. Yeah. Or else they would be flying in space. They would have gone the way of Cain. Yeah. Still flipping around to the stick. Just think about Cain's wrapped up dead body end over end for all eternity. Till he hits a taxi or something. I was going to say. Whoa! Sucked into a black hole, probably, at some point. Maybe into a sun. Oh. <laughs> oh, Danny boy. It's just getting faster. Oh, no. Yeah, so, um, she holds on as tight as she can. The queen does fly out of the airlock. She somehow climbs up, and for some reason, they put the close button on top <laughs> and the open button in the airlock. Yeah. They close it. <laughs> Everyone's a little bit haggard, but... A little worse for wear. A little worse but for wear. alive. But alive, and they go into their... Back into the cryo sleep. Back into the... You know, she gets... Hicks all set, and she gets Bishop all set. Bishop's still alive because although he is just a torso, <laughs> he's still got enough life-sustaining mother's milk. I like how they how she is assuming that they're gonna make it back okay, and that Wayland's gonna let them survive. Mm-hmm. I like that. But yeah, she puts Newt. She and Newt go to sleep. Yeah. It's cute. It's cute. And that's... And that's Aliens. Oh, it's my God. It's been two hours. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Whew, we so hope you enjoyed... Um... Let's quick... I really want to quickly go through budget and box office. Oh, hell yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Jackson, you should definitely know all of the answers because these are your favorite movies, right? Oh, 100%. Yes. So what do you think the budget for Alien is? Released May 25th, 1979. So it's a small production. Yeah. They had a lot of crew, I would imagine, given the miniatures and all that. 14 weeks isn't a huge amount of time. I feel like maybe most of the time was spent on the sets and production then. Like eight million, close eleven million. Okay, okay, so, good job. Yeah. What do you think the box office was? Man, holy shit! This movie. I mean, oh, I'd it's definitely turned a profit. I mean, it catapulted, and then in a short amount of time, was able to get a sequel. Um, I'm gonna say. A hundred and fifty million dollars. A hundred eighty four point seven million. So you're so. you're actually in, in a the good ballpark. ballpark today. I think it would be like enough to be worthwhile. Like this is probably you know, it's a big fucking movie. I mean, it's not a big movie, but like so much heart, so much effort went into it. So it's amazing that it. I'm happy that it has it. It's success. I like more I'm movies that to, are lore heavy like this. I'm going to quickly read through the accolades for this movie. Oh, Danny boy. Let's see. Um, so it actually was, it won, it was nominated for Best Art Direction and won Best Visual Effects at the Academy Awards. Hell yeah. 
oh my god, there's way too much, um, was nominated at the British Academy Film Awards for Award for Film Music, Best Costume Design, Best Editing, Best Supporting Actor, and Most Promising Newcomer Leading Role to a Film, and it won for Best Production Design and Best Sound. British Society of Cinematographers was nominated for Best Cinematography. Golden Globe was nominated for Best Original Score. Grammy Best Original Score was nominated, won a Hugo Award for Best uh, Dramatic Presentation. San Sebastian International Film Festival won Best Cinematography. At the Saturn Awards, but awards won Best Science Fiction Film and wow. was not uh, also won Best Director and Best Supporting Actress. Wow! And was nominated for Best Actress, Best Writing, Best Makeup, and Best Special Effects. Wow! Whew. And then also, I mean, in the in the coming years, was also it 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 has been given. It's on so many like best of lists. Yes. So many. People are like, this is an influential and um, developmental film in... This is like... Yeah, no, 100%. This did influence other directors. This inspired other people to make interesting products. Without this movie, this first iteration, definitely, like, the world of cinema would be worse off. (laughs) Yes. Personally. I agree with that. Like, a lot of them bet... Some of this shit's so original. This movie's so original. Yes. And that's what I like about it so much is just such a breath of fresh air. Um, and then like 1979, when movies I think were like taking off a lot more, this was something that was a bit different aside from what was being produced, I think. And I really like sci-fi and I love horror. So it's really cool to see this melding together and like influence the rest of cinema history. All right. And for aliens released July 18th, 1986. What do you think the budget was? They had to have doubled it, right? At least. What was the last one? 11 million. 20 million. 18.5. It's close. It's close. What do you think the box office is? This had to have done better. Like, the first one, as you read all those accolades, this had amazing success. $250 million. $131.1 million What? To uh, 183.3. Like, it doesn't seem... Wikipedia does not... Wait, some money fell off the back of the truck? What the (laughs) fuck happened? That's what it seems like. (laughs) Generally positive reviews. Uh, Roger Ebert called the last hour painfully, unremittingly intense. Uh... So that sounds good. If it's intense. I mean, like, it's good to some people. That's such a neutral... Leaving him emotionally Statement, emotionally like. drained and unhappy. Ebert believed it could not be defined as entertainment despite his admiration for the filmmaking craft on display. It's like, I love this, but this was exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, did this one get... It any- was a lot. Yeah, the last hour is a lot. Yeah. And this was a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. The Aca- as opposed to the first one, which is like hour 45. It received two Academy Awards. Best Sound Effects Editing and Best Visual Effects. 
Uh, Weaver was nominated for Best Actress and lost to Marley Matlin for uh, Children of a Lesser God. Oh, she almost did not do this movie. I'm glad she did. Like, there was a whole thing where um, she didn't, because she thought it was just a cash grab. So they were like, okay, show me that you're actually going to, like, care. And they, I think they gave her a million dollars to do this movie. Yeah, I'm kind of sad that there's not a list that I can read you like I had the other one. It This one also, like, British Academy Film Awards was up for Best Visual Effects, Best Production, and was also, so it won for Best Visual Effects. It also was nominated for Best Production Decides, Design, Best Makeup and Hair, and Best Sound. The Saturn Award received eight awards best science fiction film best actress best performance by a young actor best supporting actress best supporting actor best special effects and best director and writing and also won a hugo award for best dramatic presentation so a lot of the same things that aliens either missed like they were nominated for a lot of the same stuff but this one actually took more wins surprisingly yeah and I don't know if it was just sort of like, okay, we hear you, we see you, we get it. It's probably uh, getting on the hype train, you know, kind of like, yes, we all love this. We loved it a second time. We all time. loved it a second time. Oh. A third time, oh, a little oh. less so. Fourth time, oh, oh, definitely not. A fifth time, please oh, stop. stop. Sixth time, oh. Okay, the you, franchise it's is dead. dead. This cow is dead. <laughs> Beating a dead horse. Uh we hope you enjoyed this birthday bonus episode. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining me. I do love these Just movies. Him. Just me. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you, B. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us today. You can reach out to us, ask questions, give us movie recommendations at homegrownhorrorpod at gmail.com or hit us up on the Instagram at homegrownhorrorpod. Um, you know... Good movie. Go check them out if you haven't seen them. Though I'm surprised that you would go through a spoiler-heavy episode without seeing them. A two-hour-long spoiler-heavy episode. I'll say this right now, and then you can do the work and figure this out on your end, listener. So go see the movies, but wipe the last two hours of your memory, (laughs) then go see those movies. Yes. It'll make sense. Yeah. Just figure it out. Absolutely. And remember, listeners, in space... No one can hear your body flip from end to end. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>